Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, you guys. It's Yaz. And today I want to talk about something that's very, very common that people that have dealt with a covert narcissist have gone through. Okay. One thing that you're going to realize when you are in a relationship with a covert narcissist or you're around covert narcissistic people is that you're going to feel very, very much alone. Okay. You're going to have to deal with a lot of loneliness. And why is that? Because covert narcissists are extremely cold people. They have ice running through their veins, okay? They're not built like you. You have empathy, and that's why you hurt after dealing with a narcissist or being in a covert narcissistic relationship. Because you say to yourself, did they ever care? You know, why couldn't I ever connect with this person? Was it something that I did? And, you know, I've dealt with that in my, you know, past marriage. I was married 13 years to a covert narcissistic person. And at the time, I really didn't realize what I was dealing with. And you don't realize a lot of times that you're dealing with a covert narcissist till later on, till you're educated about narcissism and covert narcissism. So it's a very insidious type of abuse because you don't see it happening at the time. You're not taught this in school, in high schools or something like this. You just realize, well, you know, some people deal with things differently. Some people are more quiet about things. Some people, you know, don't like to talk about their feelings or something like that. When you deal with a covert narcissist, a covert narcissist will never tell you completely how they feel. And this is why you will never connect with that covert narcissist. And I went through that in my, my relationship with the covert narcissist. This person, you know, I, I'd sit there. I can't tell you guys how many times I used to sit there and try to talk to this person and try to be like, you know, what's the problem? We're not connecting or something like that. And the problem is this. The covert narcissist 
had flying monkeys, who was his family, okay? He was very, very much connected to his family, connected to his mother. His mother is a covert narcissist who had control over him. But did I know that at the time? No, I didn't know that at that time. His mother used to guilt trip him, okay? Because she was a widow, she was alone, um, she wanted complete control over him and, you know, her kids and everything like that. So when I got involved in the marriage, he was not completely open and invested in the marriage because when you get married to somebody, you guys, you have to let go of all strings, you know, that means parents or anybody else, and you invest yourself and you become one together with the other person in a marriage. And my relation was like a triangulation because it was me, him, him and his mother in the background. But I didn't know this. He used to talk to his mother when he was at work. So she was always filling his ear up with things. She didn't like me. She was a typical covert narcissist who was jealous of me. She didn't want, you know, anybody having control over her son or, you know, she wanted the control over her son. And this is what, you know, diminished my marriage. So, but one of the things that, yeah, you have to understand when you're dealing with a covert narcissist is this. You know, you're going to talk yourself blue in the face with that person trying to resolve conflict and they're not going to become vulnerable and tell you exactly what's on their minds, okay? So when you're dealing with a covert narcissist and they have flying monkeys or supporters, which could be family, friends, uh, exes, whoever else that they're close with, they're going to be filling that person's head up. So you're never going to be dealing with that covert narcissist alone. You're going to be dealing with them and whoever else is in the background bad-mouthing or smearing you. And those covert narcissists in the background do it in such a discreet way, okay, that they make you look like the bad guy, okay? They cause reactive abuse, making you look like the bad guy, and this was the situation that I had because I used to have numerous conversations conversations with him, you know, about his mother or something like that. And I would say something like, well, you know, I said, every time I talk to your mother, I feel like, you know, all she wants to do is talk about the weather or things on the surface, which is very typical of a covert narcissist, by the way. They just like to talk about things on the surface. They don't want to, you know, divulge any information about themselves. And he just snapped up snapped out at me and said, well, you don't have to talk to her. Okay. And then for two years, he told her not to call the house and he would talk to her, you know, from his job and everything like that. And that made me out to be the bad guy because how dare I talk about his mother and bring up anything when I was trying to resolve conflict. My father had even gotten involved in these kind of problems when he was alive and he wanted to have like a family meeting with his family and us and try to work out the disconnect. And they wanted no part of it. They were like, who is he to try to connect us? Okay, why is that? 
because a covert narcissist divides. They don't unite a family, period, dot, end of story. And his mother didn't want to unite. She liked the division. And this is what broke down my marriage, okay? I'm talking to you guys straightforward and upfront. And I didn't realize this through most of the 13 years I was married to him. Even after I left the marriage, I didn't even realize I was dealing with a covert narcissist till I had educated myself on covert narcissism. And I said, this is exactly what I lived, okay? And then I realized that I was surrounded by these people. There were people in my family who were covert narcissists. I had a friend who was a covert narcissist who tried to do me dirty and I was able to spot it. And this is why I'm telling you guys, you've got to recognize, you've got to educate yourself because education and knowledge is power. Once you know what you're de dealing with or who the fuck you're dealing with, you're going to know how to handle them. Okay. Number one, you get away from them. But if you can't get away from them, You've got to handle them with kit gloves. And what does that mean? That means that you don't tell them one fucking thing personal about your life because they will use it against you, okay? You've got a gray rock people that are covert narcissists that you have to deal with, all right? And I, I'm dealing with that now, you know, back and forth. I was in court three years. Now, seven years later, I'm back in court for another issue, See, it never ends when you deal with these people because all they want to do is make your life difficult. They don't want to do the right thing, okay? They have a, a, a vendetta, a vengeance, you know, when you want to leave the relationship. And that was my case. I just couldn't take it. But I felt so alone, you guys, so alone. I had somebody who used to lay on the couch, put his back to me, fall asleep, and do this numerous times and... I was alone, okay? I was alone. And so many times I'd be like, can we talk, you know, this and that. And he would totally gaslight me and tell me there was nothing wrong. Uh, there's nothing wrong, this and that. There's nothing wrong. When clearly there was something wrong because he was, not, he was unhappy. He was unhappy because of that flying monkey, covert narcissistic ex-mother-in-law of mine, okay? Who was not happy that he was not living close to her, who was not happy that, you know, he was married and he had a life and he was not focused 100% on her, okay? So if you're dealing also, you guys, with a toxic mother-in-law, go listen to my po podcast on narcissistic mother-in-laws because it's exactly what they are, okay? They're very, they guilt trip their, their sons or their daughters, so they have control over them. This is why I tell you guys, you've always got to look at the fucking family because if they're close with their family, you most definitely will have to deal with these people and they will be an influence on your partner in your partner's life and how they treat you, okay? It takes a very very, you know, you know, enlightened person that sees that their family is toxic. And he, he didn't see it at all, okay? Um, you know, he was the kind of person, he was very, very passive aggressive. Um, you know, used to tell me, no, nothing's wrong, everything's great. And then we go to a family party and he'd have a face on. And then I'd have my family coming up to me and say, you know, is everything all right? You know, this and that, you know, he's not talking, this and that. And I'm like, 
I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He told me everything's all right, but obviously he's got a problem, okay? And this is what you deal with because underneath, he is unhappy. He was miserable. He was insecure, okay? Like we had neighbors next door. It was a nice couple, you know, that wanted to be friends with us and everything. He wanted no part of it. And why was that? Because he was insecure of the couple's husband, you know, he was just insecure. He had an insecurity issue. Okay. So he didn't want any part of it. And I was pretty much isolated over here. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of people, my lonely, and, and on top of that, I had three kids. I had two special needs kids. I didn't have much support from family or anybody else. You know, everybody was living their own lives doing their own thing. So I was left to have to try to figure this all out myself, but it created me to have, I was depressed. I had anxiety. I started to question my judgment, you know, like, uh, I used to ask people and I still, to this day, am dealing with this because I'll, you know, I'll ask people questions about my son's medication all the time. You know, do you think I should give this? Do you think I should give that? Because I ha- I'm second guessing myself from the emotional damage that I have endured. And I didn't just endure it in my marriage. I endured it in my childhood as well because my father was a malignant narcissist who used to criticize judge and put you down. He had a lot of good qualities. I love my father and everything like that, but he was a tough man. He was a dangerous man, okay? So we walked on eggshells. And I've seen other, you know, covert narcissists in my family, you know, with an air of, you know, they're higher than thou. You know, they they put you down indirectly. They're sarcastic. You know, they try to, you know, feel superior or, you know, everything like that. So I've been around these people. And that's why people say to me, how do you know narcissists? Because I'm surrounded and I know what it is and I could spot it. And this is what I'm trying to teach you guys. But the thing is, you know, whether it's family or it's not family, you're never going to be fucking connected to them. Why? Because they don't trust you. And why is that? Because of their trauma, the trauma that they went through, they won't trust you. Okay. And that's exactly the way it was with my ex. He didn't trust me because he was conditioned by a covert narcissistic mother who said, you know, don't tell her, don't tell her this, don't tell her that, don't tell, everything was secret society over there. And that's what you have when you deal with a covert narcissist. They have a secret society, a secret thing that they have going on where they talk to other people on the outside that you don't know what's going on, okay? They leave you in the dark, okay? And this is exactly what I dealt with for my almost my whole life, you guys, not just in the relationship. And I was alone. And when you're alone, a covert narcissist is gonna make you feel alone. And then once you feel that loneliness, that's when, boom, depression sets in. And I was very, very much depressed. And people have outlets. See, the irony of all of this is after dealing with these fucking narcissists, you're the one going to therapy when it should be the narcissist who is going to therapy because they're going to make you 
feel like there's something wrong with you. And when you deal with a covert narcissist, they're going to say you're sensitive. Oh, you're so sensitive. Oh, you take things to heart. Oh, why are you bringing that up again? Oh, you're so negative or something like that. Or they'll say, you know, there's something wrong with you. You know, you really need to go talk to somebody. This is how they break you down and try to discredit you and discredit you to outside people and make you look like you're a mental nut, okay? Why? Because they're fucking jealous. Why? Because you're calling them out on their bullshit and they don't like it and they don't want to take accountability. Or what that covert narcissist is going to do is they're going to freeze you out, okay? And that's what I dealt with. Plenty of the silent treatments, not just from him, but other people in my life that I've had to deal with, okay, who I shouldn't mention on this podcast that probably are here trolling and listening, all right? They give you, they freeze you out, they disappear. The covert narcissist is not there for you in times of trouble. When you're going through something rough, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to be burdened. They tell you they're busy. They disappear. They, they're the ones who play the victim, okay? And they play the victim in court as well. Nobody plays the victim more than a fucking covert narcissist in court, in front of the judge. This is what they do. And people come to me and they say, well, why do they play the victim and everything like that? Because they know they get more bees with honey and people are going to sympathize with them. And that's where the power is. They want the power of the numbers of people backing them up because they feel sorry for them. And what they do is they make you look like the animal. You're coming at them. You're angry because they created that reactive abuse by, you know, not being transparent with you. I'm going to tell you guys what it is. Why, why you got so angry at that narcissist? It's because they weren't honest. It's because they wouldn't own the truth. It's because they wouldn't validate what you were saying. They don't want to give you that power. Okay. They're horrible, horrible, disgusting people. And I'm just going to say it like it is because these people almost tried to fucking ruin my life. And you know, I, I started podcasting, you guys. I started basically in dating and relationships and talking about the game. And then I, you know, I got more specific with it when we talk about narcissistic people. And it's one of the most important things to understand in life. It's about understanding human nature, okay? And once you're able to size up what somebody is, you're going to know how to handle them. You're going to have your self-worth back because you're going to say, you know what? The problem wasn't me. The problem was I was dealing with a fucking covert narcissist that was trying to put me down, trying to break down my self-esteem. No, uh-uh-huh, no. And the way that I came back up, you guys, because I was falling into a black hole. I really was, you know, I was very much, you know, I was anxious all the time. You know, I always felt like I dropped something on the ground. I, my outlet, see, this is what happens. They cause this kind of damage and some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to alcohol or something like that because, you know, they think there's something wrong with them or whatever. I turned to shopping, you know, to get a lift because I had no other, no other pleasure in my life. I was dealing with somebody who was, you know, a cold, 
fucking fish. He was a dead fish, okay? And and he had no passion. And even my father, when I think back years ago, what my father said in the beginning before I got married, he said, this guy's got no passion. And I was like, you know what? He's right. Later on, I saw all these things, you guys. I mean, it was a disaster from day one for me because we got married in um, Jamaica because I didn't want to have a big wedding or anything like that because last big wedding we had in our family, there was a fight and everything like that. So I said, you know, you know, let's just go away, just you and me and get married. Well, we went to Jamaica to get married, you know, at a beautiful, beautiful place in Jamaica. I mean, five swimming pools, Ocho Rios, gorgeous. All he did was fucking complain about the place. Okay. I mean, he made my, that was my red flag, but I was young. I didn't, I didn't know, have enough life experience and I didn't get it at the time. And he used to freeze me out, you know, on the honey, when we were there, uh, he'd sit on the other side of the pool and be in the water. And he was so damn cold. I remember going to the elevator bank and I was crying because I was isolated and I was alone the week I was getting married down there and some man at the elevator bank saw me and he said, is it the place or the guy? And I said, it's the guy. And he said, sorry, there's nothing I could do for you about that. And it was really sad, you guys. But what was sad was the fact that I didn't realize I was dealing with a covert narcissist. And why was he upset? And why was he giving me the cold shoulder the whole week we were getting married? Because his fucking mother wanted a big wedding, okay? And she wanted she didn't want us to get married that way. But the thing is, it was my wedding. It wasn't her wedding, okay? And this caused him to not be himself and be disturbed and everything like that, okay? And and here's the irony of all this thing, okay? I got to I got to tell you guys, it's like ridiculous. Later on, we went on a cruise like a couple years later and what we stopped in Jamaica on the cruise ship or whatever. And he was so like melancholy. He was so reminiscing about the wedding and everything. And I turned to him and I said, why are you so, you know, why are you reminiscing? Like, Oh, this is so wonderful and everything. When you fucking tortured me the whole time that week. Okay. But who knew, you know, who knew I just figured, okay, you know, he's a difficult person and everything like that, but you know, maybe we could work this out. We didn't know. I didn't know you guys. And this is why I tell you, if you have one thing that is really bothering you before you ever marry somebody, don't fucking get married. Okay. Listen to me. Don't fucking get married. But the point I'm trying to say is you guys, I had to deal with that kind of loneliness and everything like that. And also when it comes to, um, you know, other th- the passive aggressive too. He was constantly sarcastic, constantly. I-, I would I would ask him a question and he would say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right." And I was like, "Does he think I'm right, or is he being sarcastic?" Half the time I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Are you serious? Am I right?" Or and and he was like, "He give me that that covert narcissistic smirk or something like that." And I said, "He's being he's being fucking sarcastic." You know, but I didn't realize, you guys, that I was dealing with a covert narcissist, okay? Somebody who gives you indirect digs and says it's a joke. This is why you got to know those red flags so you could spot these fucking people, all right? 
and I'm getting passionate because I'm thinking about all that I've endured and I'm trying to preach to you guys to spot this shit so that you get these people out of your life, okay? Because if you marry a covert narcissist and you have kids with them, it is one of the most, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a life without parole, okay? <laughs> because you're always going to be dealing with an asshole, so they, they never, you know, it's a totally different ball game when you have kids with a narcissist and when you don't, okay? The, when you have kids, you're going to have to still deal with that miserable person that is going to try to make everything in your life difficult. But I just wanted to give you guys a quick podcast about a little bit about myself and, and you know, the loneliness that you feel when you have to deal with a covert narcissist. And, you know, how it could be really damaging, how it could depress you, how it could cause anxiety. And for other people, it's a lot worse. A lot of people are in therapy because they don't, they don't realize what's going on or connecting. And I've had to go to therapy as well with other family members that I wasn't getting along with, okay, only to realize that the problem wasn't me. The problem was them. I was dealing with somebody who was narcissistic, okay? So, so the key is to understand narcissism and then you will be able, you will be able, you guys, to spot these people every which way and they will really, you know, like I said, a covert narcissist is going to put you in a black hole because they are miserable, they are unhappy and you'll find when you're with a covert narcissist, you're not going to be happy with them, okay? Because they always have a fucking face on. There's always something bothering them. But a lot of times they're not going to tell you, okay? They sit there and they, you know, give you a little smirk or they tell you nothing's wrong or they say, okay, or they're sarcastic because these people can't communicate, all right? They're trauma-based. Most of them have been through trauma, so they don't know how to open up. They don't know how to sit down and trust you. So they're going to, they're going to be playing mind games with you and you're, you're going to be sitting there trying to figure out what, what the fuck is going on half the time with them. And what's going on is they're playing games because they can't be transparent and they will make you depressed. They will, they will not be affectionate, okay? They're cold people, cold. Get away from these animals. And they are animals because you know what? They have no kindness in them. That's the difference. They don't have the Holy Spirit within them and say, you know what? Let me be, let me treat this person kind and gentle. And, you know, let, let, let me try to open up a little bit. And, and you know, she, like mine just wouldn't be open with me because he was so damaged and conditioned by the covert narcissistic mother-in-law that he couldn't be open with me and sit down and talk, okay? So, you know, even after we got divorced and everything, she ended up going to my daughter and saying something like, oh, yeah, your mother said it was a communication problem. That's right, bitch. It was a fucking communication problem because you conditioned your son not to be able to sit down and be open and be able to talk to me, okay? And that's exactly what it was because you are a covert narcissist and your son is a covert narcissist and you ruined a good marriage, you, not a good marriage, but you ruined a marriage where there are three kids involved, okay? And this is how these covert narcissists will destroy lives, all right? And, and put you in that dark, 
place of depression, anxiety, and they hide money too. I got to bring this up. Covert narcissists hide money. And so did my ex. And I didn't find that out till years later that he was stashing money with his old lady over there. Okay. So you got to be aware of these things too, you guys. All right. I'm losing my voice, <laughs> but you know, I'm telling you guys a little bit about my life. There's so much more. I could write 15 books on this. This is how I know you guys, I live this shit, man. And I'm trying to help you. So please heed my warning. Okay. And, and you'll have a better life if you stay away from them. All right. I hope that helps. Please hit the subscribe button and please share the podcast. Have a great day, you guys. If you guys are having a problem in your dating or relationship or you're dealing with somebody maybe that's narcissistic, you don't know if they're a narcissist or you're just having problems, you're in a toxic relationship and you need some clarity on it, go to the link in the podcast description for my website where I offer email and phone coaching. If you have a quick question, just a quick question and you wanna get a video sent back to you answering your question, there's also a link there for Vizio, where I will send you a personalized video answering your question. Hi, you guys, it's Yaz, and I want to tell you about my two books on Amazon. The first book is Regain Your Power. It's all about power and relationship. Who has the power in the relationship? And it goes into all of that, okay? The other book is Signs He's Not Into You, He's Wasting Your Time, okay? Check it out. It gives you a lot of good clues as to whether you're with somebody who's a real one or somebody who's just going to waste your time. You could read them both with Kindle's free trial membership. So check it out. Link is in the podcast description. Hi, you guys. I just want to let you know that The Game Exposed now has their merchandise available. Check out the link in the bio and you could go check it out. There's cool hoodies, cool sweatpants, cool hats. So go to the bio for the link. And also, don't forget to follow me on Facebook at the game exp 123 and also on instagram the game exp 123 okay and have a great day mm -hmm.